Hey, this is Lexi. This is Ari. And you're listening to Hotel Earth. Welcome back to another episode of Hotel Earth. I am Ariana Halvai and I'm joined by my co-host, the beautiful, the sexy, the bestest, <laughs> Lexi Moorhead. Oh, thank you. Miss Ariana, did you <laughs> did you like the little joke I left you in last week's episode? I thought so Lexi, if you guys missed last week, Lexi did a banger little little um little episode, about six or seven minutes or so, just highlighting some just positive climate news that's been happening lately. Um, she called it eco-optimism. So definitely go check that out if you haven't already. But she made a little... Because I wasn't able to join, unfortunately. And she made a joke that I was exploring all corners of the world. <laughs> and the world was around. So she wished me best luck on this journey. And I laughed my ass off when I heard that. I was in the countryside of Ireland listening to this. And I was just like, damn. Like, literally, I was in remote Ireland hearing that. And I actually just thought, I was like, damn, this bitch just knows me so well. That was really funny. I'm crying a little bit. I think I'm so funny, man. That was really funny. Like, that was so funny. Thank you. That was the most Lexi thing. Guys, in case you're wondering, Ireland was amazing. I saw the 1975 live again. And I had some real, real good spot, a really, really good spot. Um, and I, I just got to say, I'm not going to go into detail, really, because I think everyone here knows who knows me knows I have a big hard on for Maddie Healy and the 1975 in general. I'm just going to say, I think I died and was resurrected that day. It's one of the best experiences of my life. There were a lot of tears, a lot of laughs, but it was great. Thanks for asking. If anyone wants more details, I can certainly give them to you. But I'll just say this. He did make eye contact with me. He whispered like, you're hot or something or like mouthed it. And then he gave me the phone symbol. Anyway, I don't have his phone number, so nothing will be coming of this encounter. But it was really special. No, we're going to remember it forever. We're going to have his people call your people. Yeah. I mean, I'm that pretty works famous now. now. Exactly. I'm famous. I mean, Lexi and I are famous in case you guys hadn't heard. We were published in a magazine. I'm going to fucking keep saying that till the I'm day I fucking say, die. We yeah, were I'm going to say it I'm blue in the face. We were published in Voyage Tampa magazine, which is a digital online publication. Super exciting. We're so proud of ourselves. And, and you know, in no time, I'll certainly be Maddie Healy famous level. So I, I'm not really worried that he and I will, you know, inevitably f- You're fall You're going to surpass him. Let's be completely frank, because I, I mean, feel like yeah, he's yeah. actually fairly niche and not yeah, to he's definitely brag, niche. but although we are niche, we are a bigger niche than he is. You're right. You're right. But, you know, speaking of like niches and perception, I have a question for you, Miss Ariana, because I believe it is my turn to ask you. I do believe it is your turn. Fire away. How do you like people to experience you? Like what is when you meet someone, what is one thing you hope they always take away from the initial encounter? Fun. Fun. I hope they have fun, man. I hope they laughed. I hope they thought the encounter was pleasurable and I hope that they had fun. I feel like that's my biggest impression that I leave on people is that I'm a fun time. Um, Can't deny it. I'm obviously hilarious. Obviously. And I can talk about pretty much any subject. Now, can I promise I'll be an expert at it? No, but I'll pretend to be. And that will be a really fun experience for you. Well, you know, I think part of your expertise is 
this global perspective that you have on things, which, funny enough, just happens to be part of what we're going to talk about here today. Nice. Lexi, queen of segues, a round of applause, everyone, please. And thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Lexi just pointed out this, this idea of globalization, right, which is kind of tying into the topic of today. So let me give a brief background today. This is going to be an opinion piece. So going to be two birds opinion on something that a friend of mine or a friend of a friend said while out for drinks. And it stuck with me. I think this was said literally back in like March. Oh shit. You've been holding on to this one for a while. What did, were you like in the shower and like the memory came flooding back, but um, you know, Lex, I so you, Lexi and I have a shared note where we kind of just jot down things for all hotel earth related. It was in there. It's been in there since March. Oh, fuck. And I just saw it again and I was like, fuck, we got to talk about this. I love when I write myself little love notes and then I find them eight months later and I'm like, what the what? shit was I talking about? <laughs> what the shit? Well, luckily for you all, I remember exactly what the context was. Excellent. So my friend, his name We'll call him Bill. We'll call him Bill. We were out for drinks. I was with one of my one of my good friends here, uh, Ginevra. Hi, Ginevra, if you're listening. And she had her friend with her. We had just finished doing some yoga. We were having a drink. And we started talking about this idea of globalization and how social media in particular has perpetuated globalization in the last two decades. And what my friend said was, quote, the second you connect with the world, you are disconnected. This made me ponder for a bit and i reflected on it and what the, like the real meaning of what he was trying to say and i think it's taken me three months to be prepared to actually talk about it with all of you and i thought lexi and i could have a little conversation piece an opinion piece about this and whether we disagree or agree surprisingly we haven't had a conversation on globalization before either so this is going to be it's perfect a, a very interesting conversation for the two of us it's perfect and for those who are still living under the rocks globalization is literally just the ability for the entire all all continents all people of the world to be connected and feel more i guess i don't know what a good word is like knowledge of each other i i like what you i like what you're getting at i think the word you're looking for is kind of like interconnectedness i say yes i think that that's a good word i have the definition oh yeah why don't you read a definition read the definition of globalization per the internet the process by which businesses or other organizations develop international influence or start operating on an international scale. I think that business can be interchanged with pretty much any kind of people. organization I think it's or person. Yeah. Right. I think I, I would. Yeah. I, if it were up to me, I would replace business with just people because globalization at the end of the day is about people and people exchanging ideas and getting to understand each other better. Across um, all borders. Despite the, despite the, yeah, exactly. Despite the differences that you may share because of geography, um, culture, etc. Right. Um, so I thought that what he said at, at first, of course, I'm immediately like, you know, when you first hear that, when you first hear the quote, the second you connect with the world, you are disconnected. You kind of are like, what the fuck? That makes no sense. Like, how, what do you mean? Like your initial reaction is like, you're wrong. <laughs> like that it makes no sense. It's a very philosophical question. I feel like this is so appropriate for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. So of course, my, so of course, before I even responded to that, I sat in my head and I was like, the fuck? And then I thought about it actually for a moment. And I was like, you know, I think I get what he's saying. Like, let me go ahead and say that I personally both agree and disagree with this statement. The reason I disagree with this statement is because globalization, especially within, within the last two decades or so, has connected us in ways we've never been able to in the past yeah um 
despite the the continued and uh what seems to be you know never ending um turmoil we have with the rest of the world we are still able every single person who has access to the internet is able to consume different point of views um world news is just in general more accessible social media has helped start straight up revolutions like without social these like there would have never been awareness on the female-led protests that are still happening by the way in iran black lives matter school strike for climate led by greta thunberg these things would have never gotten traction without the social media influence on globalization yeah definitely not the scale that they are for sure not the scale that i mean maybe would have made local papers it would have made news but like people aren't watching news channels like they're consuming information on their phone and in this way i think like globalization or what in um bill's case he was talking about social media's um social media specifically the globalization effects of social media um in this in this case i i have to disagree you know i think social has helped us relate or at least sympathize empathize with people we would have never been able to in the past and i think that's a really powerful thing yeah um, which is why I'll never say that social media sucks or it should go away because I don't I don't agree with that. I see a lot of positive that can come from this type of globalization. For sure. Um, Lex, what do you think? First of all, I wish I had been present for this conversation because it can go in so many different directions. When you first gave me this quote to mull over and then respond <laughs> to, the options are just endless. You could literally take this in any which direction you want to. But my initial thought is asking the rhetorical disconnected from what? Because yes, and also no, I feel like such a question or I guess it's not really a question. It's a statement. The second you connect with the world, you are disconnected. And it's like, yeah, but from what? What are what are we disconnecting from? Because in the ways I think no I don't think that connection with the world means you disconnect in an apathetic sense. And by that, I just mean that when you connect with the world, to me, you find the interconnectedness of all things. And funny enough, my the first class I had at USF undergrad was an 8 a.m. with Professor Hudson, and it was intro to architecture. And the first day, he taught us about the interconnectedness of everything, and he went on this you know, two hour long lecture talking about how the world is interconnected. And he gave a bunch of examples and that always stuck with me. I think that was the first time I really had that perspective like blatantly showed to me. I'm not saying I didn't have it before, but to have it called out as that was was really special. But nothing is isolated anymore. When you start to see the strings from place to place, person to person, being to being, you can tell that connecting with the world is not necessarily a disconnect it's actually like you feel like you've fallen in you can see the web finally but what you disconnect from I do think is the concept that everything exists as it is unaffected by what occurs around it I've said before that other countries are an example of how we tend to think of them on the surface as separate But there isn't one country that is wholly self-reliant and completely isolated from what other countries do Mm -hmm. or they are isolated in the sense that they don't do business with any other country. And this even extends in the environmental sense because water, air, land, all of that 
is connected to everything else around it. So yeah, I I don't necessarily think in that sense, in those senses, that's where I disagree. Right, right. Because I, I, I totally concur with what you just said. Like, I think that in these ways, uh, we both, we both kind of disagree because as you said, obviously when he said the quote, he didn't go into detail about what we were disconnected from. He went into that later. So, you know, I have that context. I mean, I, I think if anyone who's, who's listening to that, uh, my, my initial like intuition was thinking like you disconnect from, um, yourself, yeah. you disconnect from, uh, your, your true, self your true beliefs yeah. or what you think you know um and so or you you because of you, the overwhelming amount of information like you just you can't you just you disconnect Ugh. like that because okay. you have access to yeah. it it's it's overwhelming and then you disconnect so i guess in these ways so here these these are this is where i start to agree because i do have i do think there are parts of this where i actually completely agree and in a way i think bill had a point um, he was talking about how social media, the aspect of social media and globalization has actually made polarization specifically worse. And in this sense, you become more disconnected because instead of using it to try to connect with other people, you're using it to try to separate yourself from others. Like if you actually think about the just in general, how social media algorithms work. I mean, they're, they are bred to feed you controversy and get you to get a reaction so that you either immediately agree with something or you disagree. And this perpetual bipartisanness, bipartisanship of social can be really disconnecting because instead of actually listening to other sides, we've talked about this before, instead of actually listening to other sides or other perspectives, like you, like you you should be doing when you're trying to be more of a globalized or to be have a more global perspective as a as an individual you are you're reading bias and you're getting you're becoming more polarized in your in your thoughts without even actually trying to listen to the other person without even actually trying to understand what they're saying um or see why they think that way i mean we talked about this in the climate change denier episode a couple weeks ago where it's like one of the most important things in getting another perspective is actually listening right. to the perspective <laughs> in the first place um funny how so that works <laughs> I, I get i totally get what bill i get what bill is saying and honestly you guys as we've said again before algorithms are biased as fuck they're not feeding you for the most part they're not feeding you um you know general pov get all angles news or media they're feeding you very polarized very tailored to your the types of information you like to consume headlines like that's what they're feeding you i think uh, you know like i said something to consider is that algorithms are are biased so this idea that like you have the perception that you're getting connected to the rest of the world a lot of the time when in fact you could be just receiving you're, you're receiving very you're receiving a lot of bias and this is comes in all kinds of shapes and forms. I mean, it's not just like it's not just about Democrat or Republican. It's also about like gender. It's about um, freedom of expression. It's about um, 
politics of other countries like it's a, it's it's about it's about do you like seeing videos of cats or dogs it's about the climate it's about social shit i mean it, it's it's everything it's about everything exactly like it, it it's so nuanced it's everything so it's something to consider when you're you know when when we when we think about social media and this idea of globalization are you actually getting connected to the rest of the world like or does your computer does your out does the algorithm just feed you the shit that it knows you want to read or thinks you're going to be interested in. I mean, it's, I don't think any, I certainly don't understand it perfectly. I don't think, I mean, I shouldn't assume, I I, I don't know, but I, I, this is something that I still don't quite understand myself. And I'm, I even am trying right. to be more aware of the fact that like a lot of the stuff I'm consuming is tailored for the stuff I like to read. Um, and finally, a, a reason why I agree with, with Bill is that it's just, we aren't listening that much anymore. We've become quite polarized just because it's human nature to to get that way when you're reading really controversial things like you pick a side. It's normal. Um, and we aren't listening much anymore. And then we really have to challenge ourselves now not to just read headlines and content that is tailored for us. I mean, it's really hard to step out of that. I mean, you don't even know half the time that you're consuming what the algorithm wants you to. I'm not anti-algorithm or AI, guys. I'm just saying like in general um it can be really hard to form an unbiased pov but also again bias is uh, inevitable i mean i'm not i'm not saying that one thing is good or bad i'm just kind of saying why i maybe agree or disagree with this statement that when you connect with the world you become disconnected and i think these are the ways that we do become disconnected because with this pursuit of connecting we we do kind of just get more stuck into our own way of thinking a little bit like how often do you read something that actually challenges what you thought you knew you know what i'm saying like how often does that happen like i feel like this only really happens to me on occasion like i'll come up upon an article where i'm like whoa like this is this is not what i thought like let me read into this or in conversation in person where i was someone says something and i'm like okay like why do you and I, I have to ask them like why, why, why do you think that like how often are you actually getting challenged yeah that's a re- well you know I think part of what you're saying we've even like laughed about on the podcast whenever I'll say oh like let's wave hello to the rabbit hole and keep moving our algorithms take us down rabbit holes and it can get really dark down there. You don't really know which way's up. And I think in order to pull yourself out of the rabbit hole, you need to do one of two things. The first is ask yourself, like, how the fuck did I did I get here? Like, what got me? Wh- when did I first see the rabbit hole? Like, when did I start down this path? And the second question is, when was the last time I saw something that challenged what I'm seeing in the rabbit hole? Because if you're constantly being fed a Confirming information, things that yeah. are just confirming that bias, confirming that bias. Stop for a second and, and double check to make sure that you're not, you know, sipping the proverbial Kool Aid. And I, I, I actually, when I was in, um, it's actually a perfect conversation. I just got back from visiting some family in New York. One of my family members was saying how, oh well, you and I don't agree on a lot of things. Like you and I have very different opinions, and I said, well, what do we disagree on? And the more we got to talking, I kept saying, we don't actually disagree on a lot of things. We we have very similar values. We are, you know, like concerned about very similar things where the disconnect is 
the information that we're consuming. And I said, well, have you thought about it from this perspective? No. Okay. Well, let's have a conversation wow. about that. Like, why do you hold the beliefs that you do? What, what did, where did you hear that information? I know per, not to throw my mom under the bus by any, by any means, but I know she gets a little frustrated with me sometimes because when we'll, when we're talking about stuff, I'll ask her like, where did you hear that? And I'm not say, I'm not asking to patronize or to, to cast doubt on her opinion. I genuinely want to know where the information comes from because it's so important to check your source and to make sure that I'm also, you know, aware of mm -hmm. where this information comes from so that if I want to read into it more later, I know where to go, basically. Like, you're, you're in a vacuum when you're on social media. Yeah, and it's so... God, that's such a fascinating thing that you that you brought up when you're literally talking with someone. And you're like, okay, so apparently we're opposites. We see things different. And then you guys came to the conclusion that like, shit, we're actually not that different. We're just reading different things. And I, because of what I'm reading, I immediately assume you're my, you're my enemy. You're my opposite. And this is exactly what I think Bill was talking about, where it's like, we don't even try to actually connect, do we? We just, we think we know everything and we... We we're reading these headlines, we make assumptions, and then our yeah. you know, our in our pursuit to connect, we're becoming more disconnected. In our pursuit to to connect with the world. And in that that time you open Instagram and you start scrolling, or you open Twitter and you start scrolling and reading, you think you're connecting with the world, and in fact you're just getting more shoved into your ways and molded into whatever, you know, being that they're like that you know, the whole that the media is trying to fit you in like they're trying to mold you into that thing and they want you down the rabbit hole they absolutely want you down the they rabbit want you hole. hole that's the whole point of socials to keep you on it as long as possible like the whole point of all these social platforms is so that you don't leave it <laughs> like they're trying yeah. to keep it engaging enough so that you don't leave the site like there's a rabbit hole i could go down my point <laughs> is i get i get what bill's saying and I actually have been in your position where you're talking with someone and you realize I don't actually disagree with that much that you're saying. You've just labeled me as the opposite because of the way that I, the media I consume and the way I present myself, you think we're different and we're actually not that different. Like get down to the bottom of a conversation. You realize like people are people everywhere. You know, I actually thought, uh, I'll use a personal example here. I thought that when I moved to Italy, like I, it would be I would just, I mean, there are things, culture shock exists, don't get me wrong, but I, you know, I thought that people would be so different and I would be, um, just, it would, it would, it would just be like a night and day difference, blah, blah, blah. And like, while that's true in some cases, like while, yes, it, there are major differences between the people that I've met in Italy and the people that I know in Florida or just the people I've encountered in general, um, there are major differences based on, you know, you know, geography, globalization, ability to, um, the, the, my point is, is that while the differences exist, I also realize that people are people everywhere. Like at the end of the day, we're motivated by the same things. We like a lot of the same things. We don't like a lot of the same things. Like just in general, people are people. The psychology doesn't change. Exactly. And I think that we lose sight of that, um, a lot of the time. And, you know, I, I think that, in some ways, this can be quite dangerous. Uh, that's a bit of a controversial conversation, uh, a controversial statement, but I do think it can be pretty dangerous for us to just form opinions and be make controversy out of headlines. I don't think that's a controversial thing to think. 
I think you're I think you are right. Period. I I don't think that's controversial. I think I'm right too. Must say. But <laughs> <laughs> we might we might be down the the fucking rabbit hole together on that yeah, one. Yeah, I think we're both, we could both go down that. I'll, I'll hold your hand through this. Well, let's just skip down into the rabbit hole together. <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledum into fucking Lit- Neverland. I don't even know. Literally. But the the ways I agree with Bill, because I when I was thinking about this, I I didn't I had social media in mind, but social media wasn't the thing that I was like framing myself around. Mm-hmm. But I do think the main way that we have become disconnected, or I guess the main thing we've become disconnected from is our idea of individuality. Oh, my God. Not in the way that we as soul persons can get lost in the void, but in the way that we are not the soul being. Like, we're not the one person. There's so much around us at any given time, in any given space, any place, and it's all connecting to us like that's the challenging that's what's challenging about it i love this point you just made and i think it kind of goes hand in hand with what i said at the beginning of this episode where the acts the like infinite access to information we have now can almost be a bit overwhelming and you do lose your individuality a little bit like absolutely i mean just think about how much influence the connection you have with all of these other outlets now has had on your own personal the way you express yourself yes i am still thinking mostly social media in this way like i think how social media has really affected how we express ourselves there's you know right because it's like um, is this actually me or do i have a mask on that i'm presenting for other people i i I wonder that about myself all the time i wonder that about all of us i mean uh, for example my sister and i um are very close in age she were 16 months apart and the way we consume social is quite different like um for example she's a lot more active on tiktok than i am etc etc so the list goes on but just just tiktok itself though um like is a lot there's a lot of like tips and things like that on tiktok but there's also a lot of like oh you know hot girl summer all the hot girls are wearing this and like that exists on Instagram too, but like those kinds of things just fucking blow up on TikTok. So like my sister, for example, is reading and consuming a lot of this stuff. And she even points it out to me. She's like, isn't this crazy? Like how much influence a TikTok video can have on a person's style or a person's whatever. And it's like, it's so crazy, but it's not just TikTok. I mean, for example, I get a lot of my personal inspiration from like other decades. Like I love I love the 90s, I love the 60s, I love the 70s, and I get a lot of my own personal inspiration uh, for style and for music, film, all of it from these times, but I wouldn't have really gotten to that research without social, would I? Like, uh, without all the Instagram pages I follow that are of those times, without all of um, the Pinterest, you know, pictures that I see without me being able to look on the internet after I've watched an old film, be like, oh, like, look, let me look at this actress and see the pictures like that, like of the style she used to wear, like how she used to do her makeup. Like, I mean, I'm influenced too in a different way than maybe some other people are. But I mean, we are all influenced in a way um, of our own individuality, how that, how social can actually seriously affect how we express ourselves and not just social in general, but just like, again, this, this idea of globalization, like how it can not globalization. Let me say this idea of connecting with the world, um, because globalization is a specific thing, but, um, anyway, I, it's such an interesting, such an interesting thing about that you just said about individuality. I totally agree. 
Well, it's like becoming connected to the world is also such a subjective experience. What you just described is very personal <laughs> to you. And what you described with Roshan is very personal to her. And it can happen in an instant or it can never happen. I mean, I've met people that just, you know, their their world is this big and I'm, I'm holding up a very small circle and there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. But if someone doesn't have that catalyst where, or that instant for them to make the connection, it might not happen. But when I was talking about my introductory architecture course, when I was 18 and Professor Hudson starts talking about interconnectedness, like that was my catalyst. And it can be social media, traveling, photographs, mm-hmm. stories, movies, seeing a fucking bird fly and thinking, where did you come from? It's like all of these things can elicit a connection just as much as they might not. It's it's all so subjective. And it's kind of like when you have a friend that's really into a certain pastime let's just say movies i don't think she's talking about me (laughs) no couldn't possibly be you know you know what movies are you've probably seen a few but your knowledge and your interest are are mostly surface level let's say not you specifically ari but just a person and you are more or less apathetic to movie knowledge movie culture the connections etc like a reference from one movie to another movie You might not pick those things up if you're not a real buff, right? But it's not an interest or a disinterest at that time. It's it's not like I'm actively disinterested in movies and that's why (laughs) I have this lack of connectedness. But if you have a friend, per se, that starts explaining how the score accompanies the movie or maybe you decide to buy them a movie-related gift so you're doing a bunch of research or maybe they just won't shut the fuck up about movies so you are forced to now have this accumulation of movie references in your head, suddenly you could be into movies. Right. The connection has been made. Like the same thing happens when we're talking about this connectedness, right? Like this is how I feel like I actually agree with Bill. Like I did disconnect from my sense of I'm not a movie fan to now all of a sudden I am or I'm you know whatever your perception's been altered I guess is my my bottom line right and if connection shifts our perception and perception is reality then I agree that connection to the world causes disconnects elsewhere yeah well said Lex well said thank you and I don't think necessarily that like influence the influence we're talking about that like this this the pursuit of connection has on us and our individuality is necessarily a bad thing because i mean if you think about it just in general like how else do you become an individual person if your interests aren't what influence your individuality like yeah i mean it's it's always been like that too books movies music right it's yeah that's never changed i what i just think is that now labels are so concrete with this Mm. pursuit of connectedness specifically in social media like you're labeled and with that label comes automatic personality and with that automatic personality comes automatic interest and disinterest automatic um opinions on shit and it's like this is where i really agree that with all of that with that with that attempt to connect we become disconnected because we are just assuming roles and assuming positions instead of actually trying to do what those platforms are you know we could be doing and that is connecting us to the rest of the world yeah we've said it i i know we have said it ad nauseum especially about environmentalism like 
let's let's bring this into the environmental context. Yeah. First of all, we've said repeatedly that not everything is for everyone. Mm-hmm. But when you start adding these labels, it can feel like, well, if you're not vegan, then you're not an environmentalist. Right. And that's just simply not the case. Or if if you can't afford to buy the product that is more sustainable than the the single use one, then you're not an environmentalist. Like that is a very dangerous route to go down. But personally, my connection to the environment is what caused my initial care for the environment, right? Like my personal experiences when I was younger brought that interconnectedness, I'll say. And my experiences are what have led me to connecting my environmental perspective to a global one, because the more I started figuring out how things were coming together and how you can't just exist on this plane of soul existence. Mm -hmm. Like I can't exist anymore on this perception that I am the only thing that I and my actions impact. Mm -hmm. Everything that I do impacts the things around Mm -hmm. me. And it's like a, it's the the butterfly wing effect. Yep. Yep. Same, same. Exactly. It's a crazy concept. It's a crazy concept. And it really goes so much far beyond this scope. Like, I mean, it go this is a as quite a philosophically posed question as lexi said at the beginning here which you know naturally we're both very interested in but like she said let's try and tie this back to the environmental sense because after all hotel earth um while we have a very broad spread a very global perspective <laughs> very global perspective environmentally how how what's the connection here no pun intended in the environmental sense, how do we interpret environmentalism in the global context? You know, because envi- the environmental conversation can be quite a disconnected one as well, despite the efforts to make that an interconnected movement. Like, for example, Le- this is this is such a good example. Lex, this just popped up today. Lexi sent me a video that was kind of talking about AI and how it can, um, how it might change the agricultural industry the agriculture industry and in one hand it was talking about the benefits of this particular ai and how it can do you know a whole day's worth of work in with with just one machine eliminating 30 people's jobs or something like that and i I, so on one hand i'm like wow like that's super efficient and like that's super good for the environment and you know it's, it's super efficient super environmentally friendly but on the other hand i'm like but think about the jobs that are being lost because of this that's hundreds and thousands. Uh, the agriculture industry is huge. I mean, that's that's devastating. And that's... And uh, it's a global industry. It's a global industry. And it's also an industry that most of the time is helping immigrant workers. Think about the inter... Like, think about the these intersectional issues at hand here. So, God, without Hotel Earth, I would have never been able to approach that that way. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, without us having these conversations that challenge us, I would have never been able to approach that video and be like, that's great for the environment. But what about the, like, what about this part? What about this aspect? So this also is happening in the environmental conversation too. Because as we've said on this podcast before, to be an environmentalist and to have knowledge of environmental issues is a privilege. And so when you're consuming environmental tips on to be an environmentally friendly person or consuming info about how to about the environment in general that is a biased pov and it's assuming that you're a type of person who can either afford that lifestyle um or is easily able to adapt to a lifestyle like that in some way it's bias so 
this 100% is part of the environmental conversation too, because first of all, the environment is global. Like <laughs> the globe is the globe and it affects everybody. So climate right. change affects everybody. And that's why this idea of like connecting with the world makes us disconnected, true or false, totally p- applies to the environmental question as well. Absolutely. And I interpret, interpret, I interpret, how I interpret environmentalism in the global context is that I, I lose, like I get overwhelmed sometimes, oftentimes actually because of environmentalism in the global context, because as much as I want to look at a very isolated issue, for instance, let's say I, I want to plant something outside. I want to plant tomatoes outside. Okay. I know that growing my own tomatoes is going to save me trips to the grocery store. It's going to make sure that I am maybe like reducing pollution in some other aspect, whatever, whatever, like give me some good environmental things that I'm doing. But then it's like, okay, well, are tomatoes invasive? Yeah. You know, like that's a very extreme example, but it's like I start going down this rabbit hole. And then you don't even bother planting the damn tomatoes at the end of the day because you're just too overwhelmed. Yeah. But I do think in the positive ways, I am able to separate like the more inconsequential actions that I have when it relates to environmentalism. Like I've said before, not everything is for everyone. I remind myself of that daily because Mm -hmm. it does get very overwhelming. And it just matters in the global context of like, I want to make sure that in the big picture, in the larger scheme of things, the things that I can influence on a, on a bigger scale are things that are not going to hinder people in other places. My environmental positives should not be environmental negatives in another place. Mm-hmm. As best as I can manage that, that's kind of how I try to live exactly. with environmentalism from a globalized perspective. I totally totally agree personally my connection with this idea of environmental globalization came mostly from college because we were just bombarded with so much information do you feel like living in italy has helped influence that or do you feel like most of like did most of your perspective about environmental environmentalism from the globalized perspective did that come from school Or did it change more when you came to Italy? Like, how did that work for you? It started for me in school, but but high school. Because as uh, some people know, my journey started in late high school when I moved to California. And I got a completely different perspective there on environmental impact on the rest of the world. Um, Uh And then it continued through college. But it's a whole new ball game when, you know, you're in another country as well. That's like... That's another episode I even want to do is like just to get some of my Italian friends on and explain how their perception of the environment is different than like the average American. Like what were they taught in school? Why do they seem to always be a little more um, at least aware, conscious of this idea of globalization and that our impact has does our, our, our actions have impact elsewhere? Um. It's really interesting. It's interesting. But I would say my journey started in, in school, but it was further um, reiterated when I when I moved abroad, for sure. Do you feel like this connection with the world has made you disconnected? Um, in ways, I agree and I disagree. You know, in ways, I say yes. And in ways, I say no. I, I do think that just like everyone else, I've fallen victim to 
feeling disconnected from the rest of the world because of the access I have to the rest of the world, if that makes sense. Like I absolutely does, I totally does that make get sense? Like saying. I feel disconnected because I have access to the rest. Like because I have the ability to look at my phone and see what's happening with someone in Iran, a woman in Iran who's getting fucking raped or killed because she doesn't she wants to wear the clothes she wants or wants to have freedom of expression. I right. I can um I can try and empathize with something like that, but I can never feel connected because I feel hopeless. Like I feel like what can, mm. what can I and it, it's not just for it's not just for really intense things like that. It's for all kinds of things. It's just like I can see it, I can see that it's happening or I can consume it, but it just kind of eventually becomes like, you know, kind of when you're playing a video game or you're watching a movie and you see something happen and you're like, oh, that's interesting. But you don't actually feel like, like for example, when you're watching murder or something on TV, you're just kind of like, oh, yikes. Or like, like a Tarantino film. You're like, wow, damn, like her leg just got ripped off. That's gnarly. But then you don't actually like feel connected with it. Like you don't feel, Yeah. I feel like that's what's happened with this Oh, like this connection of with the world is that we're, we're, we're brushing shit off. That's well, oh, it's no big deal. Like it's happening all the time. Like, look on Instagram. I see this all the time. Like, what's the big deal? And it's like, you become desensitized. Thank you. You become desensitized. And that can be a big form of disconnection. Despite your ability to be connected, you're desensitized and you can't connect after a certain point. So yes, in ways I feel, I felt and still feel disconnected from globals, glo- globals, globals, global issues or global happenings. But there are things. Okay. So, but also, you know, I'm talking from my own perspective. There are things I've done in my life that have encouraged me to connect. Mm-hmm. And that's both come from social. I mean, for example, when I made the decision to move to Italy, I had been to Italy once before studying abroad in college. And that was one experience. But it was during COVID and I was watching YouTube videos of a girl I really, really liked who made the plunge to move from Australia to Tuscany. And I was like, just just kind of like romanticizing it. And I was just escapism during COVID, just being, oh my God, like, this is the life I want. I can't wait to, for this to come to fruition. Bruh, that mm-hmm. was social. That was me connecting with the world in a way we couldn't do a hundred years ago. And that it helped right. encourage me to actually physically connect with the Italian culture. I mean, so yeah, in ways I feel super connected because of it also. Very much. Like there, there are yeah. so many ways I'm really grateful for the connection I've been granted because of my privilege and my access to knowledge. Um, and again, it goes beyond things like this. It goes into all sorts of scope, scopes of things. Agreed. Well, what about you? Like, how do you think... Are your your access to the rest of the world has made you feel do you feel more connected or do you feel disconnected i think it, i dabble in both and i also think it's going to depend on the day you ask me that kind of a question sometimes i feel very disassociated from my sense of self and then other times i feel very connected with myself and in the same breath sometimes i feel really connected with the world around me and i feel like I see the strings that are are between all the connecting strings, I'll say, 
And then other days I'm like, how, why the fuck am I so concerned about X, Y, and Z? Like what, what is going on? Mm-hmm. But I just think at the end of the day, it's, I'm grateful to have this perspective. I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change the connectedness to be able to go back no. in time, if that makes sense. Like I'm grateful for the disconnects I've received from being connected in a globalized sense i think it gives me a much broader perspective and you know what i think bill would agree like my so this this friend bill of mine he does not have instagram he doesn't do social media for this reason it makes him feel quite disconnected but it i don't think that his point was that we should go back in time and redo all no like i don't actually think that that's helpful because as i said there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to having access to all this knowledge which are some some things I've already listed. But I think that instead what we can do is really try to broaden our perspective by acknowledging there are biases with our pursuit of connection. Yeah, absolutely. There are biases and that those biases are what could potentially keep us pigeon held or molded into something that frankly like you may not necessarily be like you're not you maybe aren't you may not be that label that you're giving yourself or that an algorithm is giving you or somebody else might not be the label that you're giving them like my family member who thought we were so different and then we started talking and it's like no we actually are not so different we're pretty much on the same page we're just maybe different sentences basically right i mean this whole idea of like false information and hoaxes and um greenwashing all of these things or the intersectionalism that we've talked about like all of this plays a part in this this concept of the disconnection that we experience when we try to connect with the world right like i mean so it's just all things to consider yeah i have to say i just think that there's nothing you know as people consuming as consumers as people consuming media um or and people trying to uh, connect with the rest of the world there's only so much we can really do, but I, I always will say that you have control over yourself and your own mind. And um, if some if that's if anything that we've said today, you caught yourself kind of falling um, victim to just you're in control of trying to break out of the pattern. Like I'm not saying get off Instagram, but I am saying like consider other perspectives and consider that maybe you're being absolutely maybe in you think you're connected to the world but you're connected in a very biased way and you're only connecting with people that share your perspective so and remember that globalization and and interconnectedness means also connecting with people despite our differences again i know i say this all the time but i know people are laughing at me that know me very personally because i tend to be quite opinionated and i've said things in the past that i may not agree with anymore regarding like oh you know if people don't believe this like i can't be friends with them and friendship is one thing like and you're allowed to change and you're allowed to change your mind too like, I sure that's a am. perfect example that you're allowed to change and grow i definitely am and just like everybody else exactly is. exactly so i just think like it's like you know like lexi's family member who realized they weren't so different i mean you could find that the person you think or the the perspectives you think you're so different from you may be really different but that's okay like i mean this pursuit if we're really trying to like comp like do this whole globalization thing and like try to find connection between human beings like that's kind of something to consider like 
we have opinions and we are consuming different things and that solidifies our opinions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, that's my two cents on this lovely quote that Bill gave us. Bill, if you're listening. And thank you very much for a very riveting conversation between Ari and I that crossed more uh, scopes than I could have hoped for. I'm very, I'm very pleased with this discussion. We got super connected just now, would you say? I feel very connected to you. And you know what? We are quite literally on opposite sides of the planet. So how's that for globalization? Exactly. But yeah, I, I agree with everything that you had to say. I think at the end of the day, globalization is kind of just a larger change in perspective. And the best thing that we can do to help with the connection and disconnection is to take a second and make sure that our perspective is as well-rounded as it could possibly be so that we don't become disconnected from one another. And with that being said, also being open to a challenge. If you feel like, you know, you know something, even even if you feel like you know something pretty well, being open to the opposing side and to get a more well-rounded perspective can never be a bad thing. I completely agree. Well, I think that wraps up this fun little conversation piece. Please, if you haven't already, rate, subscribe. I don't know. Follow us on Instagram. Comment on all our pictures. Spam us. Yes, we love spam. Talk about us to your friends. Uh, repost all the things. Of course, we're going to need Social Security left nut credit card information, but that's pretty standard. Don't forget to rate, leave a review. If you want to find us on Instagram, you can do so at Hotel Earth Podcast. If you want to find us on TikTok, it's Hotel Earth Pod. If you want to send us an email, it's hotelearthpodcast at gmail.com. She did it. She got it right. She did it. She got it right. And she was staring at me the whole time just la 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 la. (laughs) Reciting it. I'm rattling them off and looking for the the reassurance that I'm getting it right as I'm going. Nice work. (laughs) But thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode. But I think all I got to say is ciao for now. Asa la pizza? Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.